Live from the BYU Broadcasting Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry, and in the studio today, Joshua Creek. You're in for some great music and some great harmony. This is a Utah bass band. Someone once said their songs have been described as a Norman Rockwell painting come to life. Songs focusing on storytelling with emphasis on the importance of life's everyday little moments. I think that's true, especially if it means we recognize ourselves in some part of these songs, or maybe if we just wish we did. They've released five CDs. They have a live concert DVD. They performed all over the Intermountain West, including Salt Lake City's Abravanel Hall, and they've won regional and national songwriting awards including a Pearl Award for Songwriter of the Year. These are writers and performers I've been following over the years in different configurations. Very excited to have them play today. We're going to be hearing from Jeff Hinton, lead vocals, acoustic guitar, Quint Randall, backing vocals and playing the bass, Ron Saltmarsh, lead guitar and backing vocals, and James Hollister, percussion. And we'll start right off with Faith, Hope, and Charity. There are three car seats in his king cab truck Three little girls growing up And all the neighbors say They don't know how he does it He never was a church-going kind But she was bound to change his mind Fill the space between God and him And make their home a heaven But he lost her on the day the girls were born Nothing else matters anymore Faith helps him kneel to pray Hope brightens every day And his heart is filled with love from charity gonna be with her again one day but until then he's still learning to believe with faith hope and charity faith and hope have their mother's eyes her little dimple and they cry Every time they smile, he feels her in the room. Charity was the first to walk, but when they all began to talk, it was like heaven knew the words he needs to hear. And every night before he tucks them in, Three blue-eyed angels are watching over him. Faith helps him kneel to pray. Hope brightens every day. And his heart is filled with love from charity. He's gonna be with her again. One day but until then. Charity. 
Faith, Hope, and Charity, performed live by Joshua Creek. And you can watch them perform that, too, on their YouTube channel, Joshua Creek. We're going to talk to Jeff Hinton, lead vocals, acoustic guitar, one of the songwriters. Jeff, thank you for coming in today. It's good to be here. Sometimes you guys get classified as a country band, but there were no hats. There were no giant belt no. buckles. There were no boots. How do you categorize yourselves? Uh, we're a little more inspirational country, kind of what we call ourselves. And you've been performing together for a long time. Uh, we have. Um, Quint and I have been performing together since, so oh, probably eight, nine years or so. Well, we're glad to have you in here. I hear that you started even writing before the band, you and Quint doing songwriting together. You were writing separately. We did. We started out, uh, oh, around 2000. Uh, we started writing songs together, and we found that, you know, the songs were kind of resonating. They were resonating a little bit in Nashville when we pitched them. And we said, well, why don't we just start our own thing? You know, and we got together with Ron and James and Well, let me ask you this. Because you have had a lot of success around here where you live, where you work, and also with placing songs with, with other performers, have you ever just all thought, let's just all go. Let's go to Nashville. Let's move. Let's do this full time. Uh, we have our lives and our jobs here. I mean, we... We uh, love performing, but no, we haven't really considered that. <laughs> well, I wonder how, with a song like the one you just did and a couple others that I would have to call, the, the folks who follow you, they would, they're definite crowd favorites. You, yes. got, you couldn't do a show and not do them. How do you keep it new every time? Oh, we mix things up. You know, we kind of keep things uh, live so we don't script everything too much. And so there's a lot of uh, give and take every night, something different. Uh -huh. are, are you the, the typical songwriter who's got the notebook in his pocket all the time to write down an idea? Um, there's a, an app called Hum. Okay. <laughs> and you just, you can record in it, you can type the lyric in. So it it's the place to put it. Yeah. yeah, the electronic equivalent there. Yeah, and then you can forward it to the other guys <laughs> and stuff. So, Well, we want to hear some more. We're putting in a lot of music today. We'll sure. let you head over and, and uh, take Great. your place. We're going to be hearing different uh, songs today that span the whole time that the group's been together from some of the earlier ones until even the most recent ones. We're going to hear a song now called She's My Everything. This is on their album Heaven's Not That Far. There's something in her voice When she answers the phone She'll laugh and get that crinkle in her nose There's something about her lips Every time we kiss Something there that I just can't resist Can't put my finger on it But there's no doubt about it She's like something Something from a dream 
She's My Everything. Also on the album, Heaven's Not That Far by Joshua Creek, Utah-based band in our studio today. This next song, this is going to be one of those Norman Rockwell moments, a few of them in here. One fan named Mary Newton wrote about this next song. She wrote, I have a couple patchwork quilts from my grandma and Aunt Verda. They are so, there are so many stories that make me who I am sewed into those quilts. Thank you for such pure music. It takes me home. Here's the quilt. Winter, I was eight years old, laid up sick in bed. Grandma came to bring me chicken soup and homemade bread. She tucked me in a patchwork quilt made with her own hands and told me all the stories that make up who I am. There's a gingham patch of her grandma's who came across the sea. And a denim pocket cut For my great-grandpa's dungarees A yellow piece of satin From her own wedding gown And dad's old baseball jersey The year he won the home run crown So wrap this love around you Hold on to every square When you're in need of 
you'll always find it there. Heaven's not that far from here. It's right where you're at, wrapped up in your quilted past. The summer she turned 90, she had trouble getting round. Sat and talked about the old days, the changes in this town. And as she drifted off to sleep with her Mona Lisa grin, I pulled the quilt around her and gently tucked her in. And on the worn and faded fabric, slightly covered by her hair, was a patch for my pajamas sewn in. Loving care. So wrap this love around you, hold on to every square. When you're in need of comfort, you'll always find it there. Heaven's not that far from here. It's right where you're at. Wrapped up in your quilted That's The Quilt, written and performed live by Joshua Creek. Today we've got the band playing an acoustic set, but you can hear the more plugged-in version of Joshua Creek on any of their CDs. And you'll find information about those at joshuacreekmusic.com. Quint Randall, by day he's Associate Professor of Communications at BYU and by night. I am he the pl- doctor. <laughs> he plays bass and sings backup vocals. Lead talker doctor. <laughs> because you are a professor... Do you ever go someplace and you guys are gigging someplace and you, you see this surprise, this look of recognition on someone in the audience on their face, just wait, wait. Actually, sometimes we do. We have students that sometimes are at shows and run into people. And yeah, it is, that's why I wear glasses during the day and at night I take them off. It's the Clark Kent model. <laughs> there you that's go. The... <laughs> but all uh, three of us are actually teachers, so it's kind of interesting. And we kind of weave that into our music a little bit. Uh-huh. Well, I hear we have to also give ventriloquism a little bit of credit for your creative life. Well, apparently there's something out on the Internet, and I think I forgot I made a blog post about that years ago. But yeah, <laughs> we, when we I did was, a little looking around. Yeah, I had a, a ventriloquist dummy that I got when I was about seven years old, Danny O'Day. And, uh, you know, it came with an LP that you, like, practiced with. Uh-huh. And it was like, say hello to the audience. Hello to the audience. So that was my first, uh, you know, foray into the entertainment industry with those bad jokes from... Uh, from Danny O'Day. They have put you in good stead. And they're just as bad today. <laughs> Those jokes. <laughs> okay, I have to ask, though, somewhere in, in a closet or an attic at, attic, attic at your house, is there still a Danny O'Day in the there, there is not, but for many years there was just a head that oh, we had around. That's a little and creepy, And it would scare actually. people if they opened the wrong <laughs> closet door. You have so much experience in different areas of communications and writing and music. You've, you've done so many things. Uh, you're just a busy guy. But it's you found ADHD. It, well, it has its advantages. <laughs> That's uh, correct. 
You founded Gig Magazine for musicians, and what was it that musicians needed that they didn't well, but, weren't getting? Well, they didn't. All the musician magazines back then, there were a lot of just like star interviews and stuff like that, and there wasn't uh -huh. stuff for like, well, how do you load your gear and how do you do a gig? How do you plan a set list and stuff like that? So I first pitched it as a book as a student when I was here at BYU. I pitched it as a book, and I I didn't quite get it published then. It actually took 20 years to get that book published, but in between the time, I took those initial chapters and started Gig Magazine with that. Mm. And also Hockey Player Magazine. But you're a California guy. Where I, played, did the hockey... I played hockey in 1967 uh, in, in L.A., and I was, again, thrilled that the, the Kings won the Stanley Cup for a second time uh, very recently. But, yeah, I, was, I played hockey as a kid. And, again, recreational hockey is uh, kind of was the slant of that magazine. We still mm -hmm. do a website. We still do instructional videos for that. Well, this next song, I really like it. I hope my wife is not listening. This is a reminder of a few things I've left undone. Tell me about Honey Do List. Well, she actually, there's this thing called HGTV that women watch, and it creates unrealistic expectations <laughs> in a lot of relationships. Amen. And so, so this is kind of where that song came from. Although she does not really make me Honey Do List, they are forever implied. I think. <laughs> I think in all relationships there are Honey Do List uh, implied. So that's kind of where that song came from, which I wrote uh, in, I start, wrote it in Michigan before we actually moved out here uh, when we were fixing up our house to get ready to sell it, I think it was yeah, about to stage time. it, to make it And pop, I actually got, right? I, it was one of the first songs I started writing for Nashville, and it's like I got called by like eight publishers, and I thought, oh, well, this is, this is easy. It wasn't that easy as time went on, but yeah, from that first song, it got a lot of reaction uh, in Nashville, and it's done a lot of, opened some doors for us. Well, pick up your bass. We're going right. to hear this one. Actually, we're going to hear two songs in this set. First, Honeydew List. Men, if your wife just left the room, pretend that the, the radio went on the fritz for just a minute. And then uh, after that, Captain Jones, which is on their album, American Day. She makes me a list with numbers that go on and on Then it's staring at me from the refrigerator door all week long When I come home from working 40 hours on a Friday night I'm thinking maybe we'll go out and paint the town and do it right but before we get started on having some fun She says, honey, this list just gotta get done Honey, do this, honey, do that When you're all done, could you take out the trash? The drain needs fixing, it's mowing the lawn It ain't that much for a man so strong There's only 13 things between me and her kids And they're all right here on the honey-do list By late Saturday morning, I'm all the way to number eight. Then I'm off to put a fresh coat of paint on the front yard gate. By three o'clock, I'm cruising and I'm moving in on number four. That's when I fix the latch that's broken on the back porch door. But before she leave and think of going out on a date There are a few more things on this list I can't wait Honey, do this, honey, do that When you're all done, could you take out the trash? The drain needs fixing, it's mowing the lawn Ain't that much for a man so strong Now there's only three things between me and her kids 
list Then she says to me Did you notice the vacuum cleaner's still broken? And the washer's making a funny noise Well, that can't be good Well, early in the evening I'm all the way to number two I'm at the top of that list with only one thing left to do Now you can bet when that last trash can has been taken out We're gonna find out what good loving is all about Cause there's one thing every guy's gotta understand It's that a woman sure loves her honeydew man Honeydew this and honeydew that when you're all done, could you take out the trash? The drain needs fixing, mowing the lawn. Ain't that much for a man so strong? Yeah, when I was done with that honeydew list, she says, slide over right here and we'll start with a kiss. Sail the seven seas 
Chart us a course of adventure wherever it may Joshua Creek performing their songs Captain Jones before that Honeydew List. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. This is BYU Radio. Ron Saltmarsh is Emmy Award winning, Grammy nominated musician, currently chair of the commercial music program here at BYU. Ron, thank you for coming in. Oh, it's a pleasure. Absolute treat. And since you're right here on campus, nice that you could just mosey on over. Uh, it was easy. I just hopped on my moped and here I am. <laughs> <laughs> when did you get your first guitar? Oh, boy, that's, you know. That was, that was fate in the making. Uh, I had just quit piano lessons because I was tired of my teacher banging my knuckles with a butter knife. And uh, I was on my way to play uh, some basketball at my elementary school. And a car kindly ran me off the road and broke my leg. Um, so I'm laid up in bed, and my aunt brought me this four-string tenor guitar and a book of chords. Huh. And I had nothing to do but sit there and try to learn the guitar. And that's kind of where it all started. Wow. So uh, I hear that your first goal after that was to become a, a rock guitar god. <laughs> yeah, you know how the, those myopic high school dreams are as you're listening to uh, you know, Van Halen and the, and the, yeah. and the rest of the, the rockers out there, and you're thinking, that's the lifestyle I want, buddy. I'm going to go there. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'd sit there with my, uh, my PV amp and my cassette player blaring Van Halen. And actually, I was into a guy named Al Miola as a jazz guitarist, mm -hmm. I mean, just blazingly fast. And I'd sit there, and I'd just try to work out those licks as fast as I could. And that consisted of my early practicing. Uh-huh. But, uh, I, no, I did not end up as the rock guitar god. <laughs> so when you're in the genre you're in now, I guess you don't call it shredding. It's just you take a solo. No, especially if you've seen the YouTube videos about shredding. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to be associated with that. I, I, I actually am a lot more into the taste and uh, melodic adventures that I can find on uh, the guitar. Well, you come through some of this countryness, honestly. I mean, you even did 4-H. Where did you find that? Oh, yeah. yeah no, actually, I'm, I'm actually really proud of it. Yeah, we, I grew up on a cattle ranch, and so uh -huh. we, we showed registered show cattle, and I traveled all over the world with uh, polled Herefords, for the polled Hereford people out there. Um, and it was an incredible experience growing up on a ranch. Um, yeah, so I uh, very much like that um, and uh, miss it. I miss, miss being out there on those you know, 5,000 acres of land and mm. you know a few cows and... <laughs> It was a great way to grow up. You actually did make the move to Nashville at one point. I did. Family in tow. You'd, you'd worked. We, we packed up the, uh, the minivan and moved out to Nashville. Mm -hmm. um, and thankfully, things worked out to where I was able to spend 10 years there actually working in the music industry, doing all kinds of things, things I never would have dreamed I would have been doing. Uh, all my dreams plus more came true out there and uh, put me on a path that I just... Um, I've been so grateful for, and, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was now, just awesome. somewhere along that road, you got into this, uh, and I know you talk about this with your students about the, the quantity, getting up and just get pushing out the work, doing the work. Oh, you know, sometimes one of the greatest things to have is a deadline. Uh, I mean, you have to have a piece of music written, produced, ready to go by this certain time. Uh, there were many times where there, that was a three-day process of no sleep and, uh, you know, as I can't know how many countless pizzas we would order and just working, 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 working. Um, I don't advise that as a continual type of mode <laughs> of operation, but it really 
helps you to when deadlines are there, when you got to come up with something quickly, you can you, you have these places you can go to of things that work, and uh, you know you just know how to push yourself and 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 work hard. Well, I heard somebody say once, if you're a songwriter, you should be able to sit down and write a song. I mean, you're not waiting for, you know, a week from now, I hope I get some inspiration. I'm going to write today. Uh, yeah, there are all kinds of different types of songs. And as well, you know, they, they come from all kinds of different places. But there are those times that, yes, it's, uh, I, I want to write a song today. Here's the thought. Let's, let's crank it out. Quint and I just had this experience recently for, uh, for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. We, we, we wrote a theme song for a Microsoft conversation. And we basically had about three days to, to write it and be done. Mm. Did you have to reboot it several times? Never mind. Thanks. Sorry. Sorry. Being Apple guys, I could really take and run with that. Okay. We'll skip that. <laughs> and finally, uh, you find yourself here teaching commercial music at BYU. And so to, you must feel like what you went through, what you drew and learned in, in Nashville, you're really able to, to share a lot. So many yeah. times I tried to specialize in a certain thing, and the next thing I would get bumped over into doing something completely different. And I just like, you know, why am I being bounced around? Well, when I landed here, having to oversee basically almost all these aspects of music production, recording, songwriting, film scoring, all these things that I've had the opportunity to do through my, my career, it started to make a lot of sense. And the pieces just kind of, and I all of a sudden felt like, this is why, you know, so I could come here and help others achieve their dreams. So when you when your students show up and they say, I'm going into commercial music, do you think, uh, what percentage of, of them have a real grasp of what they're in for? Um, by the time they get done with our program, they'll have a pretty good idea, because mm-hmm. uh, we try to expose them to the realities of it. I say, nobody is coming onto campus to recruit you, trust me, okay? Um, you are an entrepreneurship, uh, you are a business unto yourself, and you gotta have a thick skin. But we do our best to prepare them and give them as many skills as they'll need to get out there and make it happen. All right, well, that's kind of a good introduction to our next song, if you want to grab your guitar. <laughs> All the different things you sort of have to, they're unexpected. This is a a song I like a lot. It's called uh, Life's Like That.
lets me go Yeah, life's like that Ain't no line at the DMV They even take a pretty good picture of me Yeah, life's like that Yeah, life's like that You take it and you give it Yeah Picture winds up, then the cable goes out. Yeah, life's like that. Life's like that, performed live on BYU Radio. Today we're featuring Joshua Creek, that's Jeff Hinton, Quint Randall, Ron Saltmarsh, and James Hollister. James is on percussion and drums. Not the full drum kit today. He's sitting on his cajon. That's right. My box, buddy. <laughs> and I hear that it has actually its own name. It's not just... We've nicknamed him Javier because he's from Peru. Okay. So, um... <laughs> if some of you are trying to picture that, picture a crate, a, a wooden box, except it, it's a little classier than that. Yeah, we've upscaled them a little bit. <laughs> when did you start incorporating the cajon into working with the group? Well, that's a good, well, that's a good question. We, um play a lot of sh shows that a large drum set probably wouldn't be the most appropriate. They get very loud, as you know, and unless you bring in an entire set of microphones and a big PA system, it's really difficult to control. So we decided to pare it down a little bit. So I play the cajon like a drum set, and then I, I actually kick it with my, with my right heel, which is kind of unusual. I haven't seen anybody do that yet. They now make pedals. That well, you can lean up against them, you can kick them, but um, but we kind of got a drum set feel with them, but not as overwhelming volume. So, and we nicknamed them because people watching me for the first time doing it, um, they were kind of focused on the box more than the rest of the band. <laughs> so we decided we had to give them a name. So we did <laughs> a starring role. Yeah. He has his own video too on YouTube. He does on our live DVD. Oh, there's a, there's a rockumentary about Javier. <laughs> As a, as a percussionist, how much are you worried about the craft of songwriting? How much do you think about that? Well, actually, I, I co-write with them, too. I'm a writer, oh, too. Right. So, um, But rhythmically, is obviously, as a drummer, that's always important. The kinds of grooves that you, know, you put into music mm -hmm. is obviously you know, a big part of how a song comes across. But the, the reason why I like working with this band is their emphasis on lyrics more than anything else. Again, this is a, a storytelling band, so that's always what struck me. A <clears throat> little secret, uh, Quint Randall is my brother-in-law. A lot of people don't, ah. don't know that, so I got the gig through Quint because he owed me a favor. So Yeah, but you didn't keep it without doing, <laughs> doing what you do. I wonder if you talk to me about uh, the whole idea of, of gigging, because it's always, almost always at night. Right. And uh, how does that work for you? Uh, well, I'm an entrepreneur, so it works great for me. Hmm. It's really hard for uh, some of the other guys because they all teach, so there's pretty rigid schedule so we have to you know we book our shows pretty far in advance so we can make arrangements to get there 
But it's really not a problem for us because we stay mainly local. So mm-hmm. we get to go home every night for the most part after a show. We're not going too far away. Well, I've seen your, I've seen your name on posters for some local festivals going mm-hmm. on recently, kind of summer type stuff, lots of Americana. Right. And that must be fun to develop a relationship with the audience. Right. Yeah. We The Utah audiences are, are in particular are fantastic You know, for us. They, they kind of appreciate what we do as storytellers. And, and as songwriters, too. And, I, and there's great musicians in the band. So we, we try to have a lot of fun with our shows. And the Americana you spoke at, one of our previous records was called American Day, was basically written about just that stuff, the stuff that makes us uniquely American. It's, it was a, a great project for us. Thank you so much for coming in. We're going to hear one more of these. This song is going to solve a long, much-discussed doctrinal question. For you, I know some of you worried about what kind of car would Jesus drive, and we're about to. Stuck at a jammed intersection, waiting in line for the light, when a bearded young man in a beat-up old van Turn and look me in the eye Well, the moment ignited a question And made me reflect on my life If the Lord came again To live among men What kind of car would he drive? You see, a luxury car is too pretentious in SUVs eat too much gas All minivans and those compact sedans They just can't go all that fast As I pondered I came to an answer About which wheels would fit him just right If the Lord came again to live among men what kind of car would he drive? He'd drive a pickup truck, carpenter tools in the back. He'd cruise around in that heaven on wheels, doing every kind of kindly act. Chopping wood for the widow next door, hauling goods for the hungry and poor. If you were stuck in a rut, He'd lift you up in his short best side half-ton pickup truck. It's no limousine, but this machine is all he really needs. Now he'd drive a pickup truck, carpenter tools in the back. Around in that heaven on wheels, doing every kind of kindly act, chopping wood for the widow next door, hauling goods for the hungry and poor. If you were stuck in a rut, he'd lift you up in his short bed step side, half ton pickup truck.
Okay, we've solved that question. I like that song. This one always makes me smile. Also, that's from their self-titled album, Joshua Creek, one of the band's earliest songs, and at one time, a number one Christian country hit. Uh, we're live in the studio today with Joshua Creek. This next song is a Joshua Creek original that's been picked up by several artists over the years. In fact, it was covered by Christian country artist Jackie Cox, went to number one on Power Source Magazine's Top 20, bumping out some guy named Tim McGraw. This song is called, I Love You, Son. A little boy sits on a chair, waiting for his dad. Scared and crying, cause he'd been bad. Stole a toy on a dare. From the corner drugstore But he got caught Slipping out the door And finally when his palm arrived The boy couldn't look him in the eye And said, oh dad I know you hate me Then in disbelief he heard his father say I love you, son Just tell me what you've done Life's full of problems Together we can solve them Talk it out with me we'll Work it out, you'll see I love you, son Then he turned 16 With a license to drive Stereo loud, girl by his side Lost control on a curb and the car overturned But they crawled out and watched that Mustang burn From a sheriff's station telephone He found the old man at home and said Oh, Dad, you're gonna hate me. Then in disbelief, he heard his father say, I love you, son. Just tell me what you've done. Life's full of problems. Together we can solve them. Talk it out with me. Work it out, you'll see I love you, son Thirty-six, what could have been Was in an awful mess Broken dreams, a broken home Broken promises So from the valley of his dark despair Rose a first attempted prayer, he said Oh, Lord, I know you hate me. Then in disbelief, he heard the Father say, I love you, son. Just tell me what you've done. Life's full of problems. Together we can solve them. Talk it out with me. 
That's Love You, Son, performed live on BYU Radio by Joshua Creek. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Quint Randall, I've got to ask, what's next for the band? You've been doing a lot of stuff for a lot well, of years. You, we we uh, spend the most time or a lot of effort into songwriting, and it takes us a lot of time to craft um, these songs. Um, we, are, we have been working on a number of songs like... Uh, Ron mentioned uh, Jim wrote a song uh, recently that we've started to do live uh, in the shows. Uh, we just uh, finished a song uh, that we were commissioned to do for Canyonlands um, National Forest that we really like and may work into our shows. So um, we're starting to write again. So we uh, we hope to do another album soon, and and that's our game plan. Would you say you you could pick a personal favorite, like something you think, oh, good, we're going to do this one? Well, yeah, but it's one that always gets voted out for playing live, so we're not playing it tonight. <laughs> but no, I mean, Love You, Son, obviously uh, resonates with a lot of people, and it's one of those things where you write it, and you just don't realize like where it's going to go. Yeah. Ron mentioned the guitar hero thing, the syndrome you have when you're in high school, and you think it's all about, it's all me, 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 like I'm going to be a rock star. And then when you, uh, when you start writing and playing and interacting with audiences, you realize that what is most personal is most universal. And that's what you're shooting for as an artist. And when you connect with that and people call you on the phone from their car, you know, crying or whatever, or you tell, people tell yeah. stories about they're picking up their kids from jail and they played the song on the way home. It really touches you and you realize that it's about the interaction that you create with your audience. I always loved Amy Grant once said in your songwriting, she said, sing the unspoken feelings of your audience. And That's exactly you, what you we shoot really for. You guys really that. Uh, there's also a tone about all the songs, at least that I've heard on your albums. I don't hear any songs about trashing cars of ex-lovers. Yeah, and that's another thing about some of the stuff that comes out of Nashville. It's just we it just doesn't have the right attitude or tone. Sometimes when we do an album, we get submissions, even kind of with Christian stuff, and it doesn't just have the right tone. And so there is a certain tone and it's and, and it's not really country, it's not really folk, it's not really rock. And that's you know, everybody says they're unique, but I think this really is hard to peg in terms of tone. I think that's a good uh way to phrase that. Mm. Set up this last song for us. It's called Freedom. Well, this is a song that uh, Jeff wrote. Uh, he doesn't often mention, but he wrote it uh, as a salute to John Denver at his passing away. Mm. So uh, John has a little bit of a John Denver thing going on, and this song is specifically for that. It was written as a salute to him. Yeah. Well, let's hear it. What a great word to, to kind of describe John Denver and his life and the, what his songs were about. This is Joshua Creek with our final song today called Freedom. Darkness, fear and doubt Find me some 
the sea I will float through the clouds On an eagle's wing Take me up where it's peaceful Let the wind carry me Chart a course for the heavens Set me free done that's freedom performed live on highway 89 i'm stephen cap perry that ends this episode with joshua creek their frontman jeff hinton bass player quint randall ron saltmarsh on lead guitar and backup vocals and drummer james hollister joshua creek is an award-winning band based out of utah they've released five cds and a live concert dvds their songs have been described as norman rockwell paintings come to life you can find more information about the band and their upcoming projects and concerts at joshuacreekmusic.com. We welcome comments and questions about the show. Email us at highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.